0: Welcome
1: to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB.
2: Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week
1: we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally.
2: We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more.
1: Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB.
2: Thanks for listening to Blooming Out.
0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Ireland Meacham.
1: And I'm Justin Robertson.
0: Tonight, we have a new episode of Just Married Podcast, and Jennifer Bass is here with us to talk about it. Hello. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Hi Jennifer. Thanks welcome. for
3: having me. <laughs> we always love it when you come to visit. Thank you. It's great to be here.
4: So what's new with everyone? Ireland? Um, I'm just dreading the onslaught of, of people that are coming next week back to school gonna be crazy. But other than that we've been pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not much is going on. Just getting ready for school. But
1: yeah, it's sort of that silence before the storm. Yeah, right that's now, kind of what it? I've been yeah.
4: thinking. But just dread. Dig in fault. Dread. <laughs> I only have one more semester though, so Yay. of school. So that'll Yay. be yeah, I'm excited about that.
3: You know it's funny about the students. You can't live with them and you can't live without them. Right. This yeah. town would not be the same if we didn't have the university, but it sure is nice when everybody clears out for a little yeah. bit.
1: Yeah, it's nice with all the quiet and stuff. I always like it. But when I was a kid, I hated it. I was always like, oh, you know, I want the students to come back and for the town to be lively and all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like really enjoying driving around without them. Yeah, Not I that I do like a, love them, but yeah.
4: I feel like a double agent because I'm a <laughs> student at IU, but also I'm a townie. So I know what it's like when right. <laughs> it's I all was nice the same way. and the same. quiet during the summer. Yeah, you know. And there's yeah. actually parking downtown. That's that'll be gone soon enough. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, where um, are we going to park to come to this show? I
4: don't know.
0: Sidewalk. I'm uh, about to start <laughs> no. taking the bus. I'm not advocating for parking incorrectly anywhere in Bloomington. <laughs> Just yeah, throwing it out there as a funny. <laughs> so dandelion what's up
1: oh i i don't know i'm the same as i kind <laughs> of it's just been this like um yeah i've been just enjoying the last of summer really as much as i can
5: mm-hmm. you know
1: going pontooning this weekend so i'm looking forward to that i always love that although i've heard that there's black green algae in lake monroe oh, and no. that's a little bit terrifying
4: dun, dun, dun.
1: i know sounds like a so dandelion movie. might not be getting in the don't like
0: don't drink the water
1: I won't drink the water. I never do. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> What's going on with you, Melanie?
0: Oh, uh, well, we'll get to that in a bit. It's oh yeah, a, it's been I've been taking up all the busyness from everybody else. So, yeah. You've well, been
1: taking up all the busyness. From yeah, everybody y'all
0: else? are just like, oh, it's the calm before the storm. And I'm oh, like, and you've been busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the 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 storm wall has has come. <laughs> You're not <laughs> supposed
1: to be busy and. Mid August. No,
0: it's good. It, it's okay. it's fun for me. I I like it more than not being busy. So do you? All right. Yeah, I've got like I don't know ADD or something, and and the calm kind of makes me nervous. So <laughs> <laughs> I like to fill fill the calm with things. All right,
1: I'll take the calm any day. Awesome. I, I've I've had enough busyness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if
0: if I had calm, I'd need a cat to go with it. You don't have a cat. I don't have a cat. I mean, I have my cat, but that's like. You know, in a human child oh, form. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Your human cat. My human yeah. cat. But, uh, but no, I mean, I had kitties forever. And, you know, if I'm sitting there, I need to be yeah, you know, given
4: cheek rubs and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, so Aww.
1: I have a cat and dog, and that's all I want to do is be with them.
4: Aww. <laughs> My dog was being so cute today. I was like laying on the floor and she'd come up and like sniff on my face and like, and then like try to lay on top of me. It was very cute. It's adorable. Little Rosie. She's a little Beagle Terrier mix and I love her so much. (laughs) 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 These
0: little vignettes of life. Jennifer, do you have any exciting stuff?
3: Well, I got got over my cold. Maybe (laughs) 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 I had to postpone a trip three times. Oh Oh, no! Yeah, but no, life is good. We've been uh, I've been very busy this summer traveling, and it's just good to be recentered back home. Yeah, so I too will be heading out to the lake, trying to avoid the blue green algae. Yeah, Mm -hmm. are you? Yeah, good. (laughs) (laughs) Swim around. You can do it. You can see it. Because I I was looking, yeah, I looked it up because I was nervous about that. And apparently, you can, you know, you see it. It's not something that's just insidious in the water. You can actually see what looks like a little film. So okay. just don't, That's good don't jump into the So you're not like, oh, no. that looks good. I'm going to drink Wait, it. what yeah. happens yeah. if you
4: come in contact with
3: it? It's uh, Well, it's you're probably okay. Your dog could get pretty sick from oh. it. Yeah, you're not supposed to let your dogs Because they will drink anything. And, of course, they mm. love stinky stuff. Right. Yeah. But if you jump into it or swim in it or anything, just take a shower afterwards. That's what they recommend. so Okay. Don't freak out. Just use caution. When plants attack. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's part of our global warming world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Runoff and uh, eutrophication. So. See, this
0: is why I can't stand the warm weather, folks. You guys are all like the, oh, I love the warm, but nope. <laughs> Give me permafrost any day. <laughs> so. Well, uh, you have a an update capital U, right? That's the busy part. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, update on the LGBTIQ center. Uh we have uh, reached about 2800 in total donations so far. Yeah. Congratulations. That's Thanks. wonderful. That's amazing. That's great, Melanie. It's really great. And and the the response has been fantastic and we're still trying to get the word out so um Look us up on Facebook uh, if you want. It's uh, Bloomington LGBTIQ Center. Um, and we are, uh, we're just trying to, to get funds to get started. So incorporation fees and, and uh, hopefully enough to get at, uh, pay rent uh, someplace downtown. So well, that's
1: great. And last time, last week we were on the radio... You got a big donation while we were on the show, right? While we were on the show, it was almost like a show. telephone. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I would love to say who that was. Uh, but um, uh, it was it was a thousand dollar donation made anonymously from somebody in the building. And and they were looking at me when they did it and I didn't realize no kidding. it. Yeah. Wow. So oh my gosh. I was uh that was really surprising. And thank you to them and thank you to Everyone, if you donate a dollar, if you donate five, ten, twenty, um, it it's all welcome and it's all going to to be used uh, collectively. So uh, I'm just tickled pink. So <laughs> this is yeah, it's it's up and going. It's official. Yeah. So, but you know, it's about the community. So it's not just me. It's not just. Um, you know, the people that I've been working with, it's all of us. And I want all of us to feel like we have some, you know, buy-in to that, too, uh, in whatever way. Just come out and hang out if you have uh, – well, let me go down this list. Uh, we'd hit the $2,800 uh, in total donations. Uh, the GoFundMe is at Getting Started, colon, Bloomington LGBTIQ Center. If you want to go look it up on GoFundMe, also on the GoFundMe page, it gives other options. Uh, there's a PayPal account. There's a um, Cash App account and a Venmo. Um, and uh, talk to your friends and family. Pass it around. So like I said, $1, 5 uh, $10,000, you know, if you have it lying around. You know, and you didn't have anything <laughs> Why that it was... are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I'd
1: give it to you if I had $10,000 just lying around. Just lying around, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. like check your seat cushions and, What's this? and stuff I, I like that. this? I don't need this. I'll yeah. Give it to Melanie. What's this under my couch? <laughs> right, a check, a blank check for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, everybody, check your your uh, mattresses and stuff. Um, whatever you can do to help out uh, will will be greatly appreciated. And uh, you can donate a little each month if you want to. If you like, really can't afford a whole lot, but you really want to give, um, you know, five dollars a month or mm-hmm. something. That's fantastic. That's great. It's supportive and uh, it will uh, help sustain us too. Uh, this is uh, going to be so much more than just a place to gather. Uh, I know a lot of people were like, "Well, you know, it's just a place to hang out. What is that? You know, we've we've got those. We've got restaurants and stuff. But really, it's a hub for support, advocacy, education, and activism. Um, I have the draft uh, mission statement and list of guiding principles. If you'd like to hear it, we the would. Alg- yeah, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, you're going to hear it no matter what. Uh, <laughs> The LGBTIQ Community Center of Bloomington exists to support and enhance the lives of our diverse queer family, with a capital F, through the development of safe and sober spaces for all, community engagement and education opportunities, programs and services that elevate and empower one another to lead healthy and fulfilling lives, and advocacy work for social equality, equity, and civil rights locally and beyond. The guiding principles are... Respect for all, valuing individuality and diversity, and rejecting any ideology of supremacy, without exception. Personal and institutional integrity in all decisions and actions related to the center. Commitment to community collaboration, partnering with and supporting organizations fighting for equity, equality, and the rights of disenfranchised and oppressed populations. Commitment to being actively responsive and innovative in service and the evolving needs of our community excellence of service to our visitors partners employees and volunteers and greater community and to be additive in our presence to the culture and development of the city of bloomington so those are those are what we're starting off with um and if uh anybody has any suggestions please send them to me at bloomington center bloomington center at gmail.com uh, I had an interview with WTIU, and that was fun. They pur- published oh, a little yeah, blurb I there. Yeah, I saw that. Um, they filmed it, but I'm not sure if, like, you know, well, I've got the face for newsprint, so. No. Um,
1: <laughs> so you had a filmed interview.
0: It was a filmed interview, and then a blurb was written of it, so maybe it'll go into something bigger later. That's, that's great. cool. So, um I apologize if, if it does. Uh, <laughs> I've spoken we'll with fabulous. financial and legal advisors this past week. I've uh, graciously offered their time and services. We're still looking for real estate. So uh, I've had offers from um, realtors to, to look. But if anybody knows of any spaces, uh, definitely uh, let us know at that email address. And there, there are going to be links uh, on the website once the show's done. Uh done. Well, Lucas will happily put those up. Thank you, Lucas. (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, Lucas is awesome. (laughs) Isn't he? And he picks great music. Um, And uh, it needs to be one floor, ADA compliant and accessible, or be able to be made so. And within the downtown area, we're looking for about 1,200 to 2,500 square feet. Yes, I know. Stop laughing. Uh, With a kitchen and or the ability to build one. If you have things to donate like comfy chairs, unused toilet paper, lamps, tables, decorations, espresso machines, commercial three sink stainless sink, basin, uh, uh, construction leftovers like plywood and two by fours, nails and screws, not used, uh, and wiring or whatever that you were thinking of taking to the recycling center that you thought might look lovely in a library, coffee house, cafe sort of thing, after the 20th, we will have the space to store it. Cool. So, yeah. And contact me with any offers again. It's Bloomington all lowercase at gmail dot com. And thanks everyone again for for passing it around. We had uh, almost six hundred shares already on for the GoFundMe, and uh, and Facebook has been blowing up with it too. So yeah,
1: yeah, sure, wonderful, with Melanie hey. Ireland. Don't you feel bad just having a lazy summer now? Yeah, Are we I evil, do. Evil rotten people. <laughs> Look at everything that she's done.
4: Yeah, Melanie's doing so much good, and I'm just sitting here. But <laughs> no, you've been cuddling no. with your
1: dog. That's good. That's too. true. That's true.
4: But thank I just you, Melanie. Me. I think that week, this community so. really needs
1: this, and yeah. it's going to be wonderful. Thanks. And I can't wait to see what you make and build.
0: Uh, it's us. So I mean, that's the collaboration thing's very real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, come tell me what you're looking for. Work with me. You know, that I've had so many offers of help, both physically and professionally, and that's that's beautiful too. You know, that's wonderful. Whose idea was this? Uh, So, (laughs) ten years ago, when I when I moved here, I Mm -hmm. was working, or I was volunteering at the LGBTSS center. And so, while I'm listening to actually this show, (laughs) you (laughs) know, I would I would be, uh, uh, you know, scrubbing uh, wood and stuff like that, and trying to make it a a a little bit nicer, Mm -hmm. and doing whatever they needed over there. Um, and and uh, Carol Fisher who. Uh, and, and uh, Helen Harrell, who kind of got this thing going too. Uh, you know, I, uh, Carol was there, and I was, you know, I'd talk with her all the time, and it was just so, what they were doing at the, the center there on IU was just so beautiful, and I thought, well, why don't we have a, a center here? Uh, and then things happened, and I, I couldn't continue uh, um, volunteering there like I had been. And I just kind of put it into the back of my mind. And uh, as I got more involved in the community again, I was like, "This is, this is still lacking, and um, and noticeably so." IU has these opportunities, but they can't serve the community, and the community is, is here and needing um, support and education and a place to 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 be. Um, so I started thinking about it again, and then I ran into. Um, my friend Jordan and uh, they were like you know we would really love to do this you know this Center thing and I'm like oh my god me too and so we, we kind of uh, put our heads together and and yeah and this is this is what's coming out of that so and then other people as well have been it it's it's something that the LGBT community in Bloomington I think everybody is looks at it and go oh yeah I think I think I always wondered why that was not uh nobody ever started one. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it's interesting cuz Bloomington has always been so liberal and progressive and yet we were sort of the last to get a gay pride going on mm-hmm. <laughs> and last to get a, a center like this. So, um I'm glad that there's people like you working hard to do it.
0: Well, I'm I'm I have the free time right now. Uh and uh and a really 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 Feel that I need to give back to this community because th- they've been so great to us. So, um, uh, hopefully, this really takes off. And uh, yeah, thanks. I'm so too. It's very
3: exciting. Yay! Super hey, exciting. if Spencer can do it, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that
0: that <laughs> and crew over there is job. oh <laughs> amazing. They yeah, are a dream team. Yeah, I
3: know. Yeah, they run a tight
1: ship. It's what really a, amazing.
3: What a model. Right, yeah.
0: and and we're in contact with them. Uh, and they are They're just They're just beautiful So Yeah Well I think it's about time To take our First music break mm-hmm. And take it away
5: Spent most of my time
4: Welcome back to Blooming Out. That was Like I Used To by Summer Cannibals off the album Can't Tell Me No. Groovy. I, I like that that old-time
0: kind of um, rock sound. You don't hear a whole lot of that nowadays.
4: You don't. It's not a, disappointing. Not idea. Yeah. I like – classic rock has always been my favorite. And you don't – there's no one – like – well, I guess there's some. Never mind. I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like 90s, but I guess that would be classic too, right? Yeah. yeah. Now. Be it? Well, yeah, that's
1: classic Ireland rock. Is, is like born, right?
4: 60s to <laughs> 90s, right? I don't
3: know. Sure,
1: <laughs> sure. I, I don't know.
4: I don't <laughs> who knows?
3: <laughs> who knows? I don't know. Kind of stretching it, but that's a- <laughs> Gen X is feeling
0: feeling the aches and pains here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, so I'll start us off with the news, and I will, uh, uh, I'll apologize for that too. Um, yeah. In 2011, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, ruled that stereotyping and discrimination against people based on their sexual orientation was a form of sex discrimination, and therefore illegal. In 2012, they added gender identity to that finding. It seemed like a great start after decades of failing to get ENDA, the Employment Non-Discrimination Act, passed in Congress, one form of which had been uh, introduced since 1974 and uh, the LGBT version uh, was being passed around in or the LGBT uh, version was being passed around in uh, since 94 so uh, every year it keeps getting pushed in and every year it just dies in Congress but now we have Trump and his handpicked goons and a clear example of why legislation is more important than findings and rules issued by departments and commissions the Department of Justice, led by Mr. Barr, is urging the EEOC to flip on its current position to present a unified response to the Supreme Court in declaring that discrimination against LGBTQIQ folk is not illegal. According to Bloomberg Law, quote, political leadership in the Solicitor General's office wants the EEOC on board to show the high court that the Trump administration is now unified in the belief that Congress... Uh, didn't have lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender workers in mind when it passed a federal workplace discrimination law more than five decades ago. Well, of course, Congress didn't have it back then. Fifty years ago, we were still illegal, and films were shown in schools that painted us as mentally ill predators. But this is how progress works, or how it's supposed to. The government will have to decide how to proceed by tomorrow. The EEOC may resist but that may not matter if the DOJ just decides to roll over them. This is amid several moves by the administration to establish religiously-based discrimination as legal under so-called religious freedom. The Department of Labor unveiled a proposal yesterday that will cement religious exemptions from bias claims, uh, meaning that any company with strongly held religious beliefs will be able to discriminate in all aspects of doing business at will. Victoria Rodriguez Roldan, the National uh, LGBTQ Task Force Senior Policy Council discussed the proposals with the DOJ in July and found that the actions are, quote, an excuse to allow bigotry and discrimination against the LGBTQ community. She continued, this administration does not value religious freedom so much as it values homophobia and transphobia. We will keep fighting these efforts to roll back non-discrimination protections through all available means. But the problem is that there are no laws at the federal level that establish non-discrimination protections for us. This is leading up to October 8th. As ACLU lawyer Chase Strangio tweeted in July 20, on July 28th, if you don't know what's happening on October 8th, I urge you to find out. It will be one of the biggest days in LGBTQ legal history, and we will have a lot to do to prepare. Our fight is at SCOTUS. Our lives, on the line. Don't look away. What happens on July eighth? The Supreme Court will hear three separate cases regarding employment discrimination and determine whether or not it is illegal under current law. About half of the U.S. population is covered against such protections under state laws, but those are just in a few states with many large, po- many with large populations. None of them being Indiana. Unless you think, unless you think our local ordinance protects us, it's not designed to offer much recourse. Next year, I'll be at the state house again and talking with representatives to try to find... try to persuade them to enact clear statewide protections, but we all need to call and write and meet our reps in person to demand that they make discrimination illegal, even for religiously-based entities.
4: <sighs> yeah, I've been seeing this all over the place online this week. It's, yeah, depressing and... Um, You know, I I keep seeing, like, we need to take action. It's it's the time for action. But this is, is, you know, like with everything else that's happened in this administration, like, this stuff has been, like, on its way in, and we haven't done anything until now, and that's why it's Uh this bad, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, it's very familiar to what Pence was doing here in Indiana, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, so, yeah, it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. So we need to, everybody to be aware of it and... To fight it. I mean, it's, it's really sort of unbelievable that there are no laws at the federal level that yeah. <laughs> establish non-discrimination.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that we're just getting to that point at, in certain states. Yeah. Um, but, you know, not across the flyover so much. And uh, there are some states around that, that do have that. Minnesota, uh, Illinois does, I think. Um, but Illinois is like, they're upping their game in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know across the south and it's just not a um, it's not okay to have a patchwork if in some states it's illegal to discriminate but others it isn't Uh, that's just um, I'm not sure I can use that word Uh, (laughs) well I'll say it's asinine oh you can use that word no I can use that word so (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but why? I mean, what what are we, what are we waiting for? And who are we waiting for? Do we have to have like some sort of political leader to stand up the one person that's, you know, set, sort of a firebrand or, a uh, you know, somebody leading the charge? Uh, or can we actually just do it? And, you know, I love the show of solidarity that people get when they, they do petitions or they yeah. get out there and they march. Um, but the marching is supposed to lead to awareness mm-hmm. and drum up some energy. And right now, we there's no energy. There's no drumming. Even if there was a march, it's just going to get forgotten tomorrow. That needs to be sustained. And, you know, when people... Oh, I'm so depressed like you were saying and they're so sad and and I'll I'll put stuff up and and it'll get, you know, sad reacts. Yeah. And I'm but like, what does that do? That's, Nothing. No. And really it, are you you're sad? You should be angry. Mhm. This is this is our lives. You know, this is who uh this is who we are and 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 our country is actively working to uh drag us back into a past where it wasn't legal for us to be out on the streets or yeah. safe and and it's it's getting that way again and and this is partially why I feel that the center is so important you know give us a place give us a, a, a an organization where we can focus uh, efforts toward talking to our state reps uh, for being um, on the local level even getting action uh, to be taken, just just for equality, just mm-hmm. for just to not be discriminated against. like how is that how are we even talking about that being uh, a debate in mm-hmm. this country uh-huh. uh, in
1: in a democratic society, I agree with you. But one thing, Melanie, that you said was that you you didn't feel that if there were marches or whatever, you, th- or that it would be forgotten tomorrow. Do you really think that?
0: Oh, we wouldn't forget about it. But um, in the national discourse, with everything that like rolls over all the time in the news cycle, yeah. It, I mean, when's the last time you heard Enda come up in in on CNN or 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 any news outlet? When's that been uh, talked about in the newspapers or your it friends? It just hurts
1: my soul <laughs> because I like to think that we can do things. And yeah. Stonewall was a big march and we've had marches forever about lots of things that ago. I do think change things. But you could be right that today the world is different. I don't know. I, I would like to think that that still has an impact.
0: We have a lot of people who are on our side, you know, who who believe in equality and equity and, and justice. Um and they need to be in office they need to be in power they need to be you know with us in the streets mm-hmm. and we need to be there uh, you know not rioting uh, that, that's uh, hopefully it never gets to that but we need to be there and we need to be out front and we need to put this in people's uh, on people's radar and be like look this is not how America is supposed to be we shouldn't have to fight to be free, you know, in our own country. Yeah, yeah we Well, send. we've been
1: doing it for a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I yeah. mean, we shouldn't have to. And yeah. we shouldn't have had to 50 years ago, but we did. And, and apparently the fight is still going on.
0: Generations it, have passed, yeah. and, and we're still asking for the same stuff. Mm-hmm you know and Which we is get just equality
1: it's not special no stuff or privileges yeah. or anything it's just being able to live in a democratic society that treats us as equals exactly that's it
4: yeah well well <laughs> can we move on <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> um well oh. the next couple of should Actually, we take, a, think break think we we should take a break first and then come back with the next couple okay yeah
0: it's a good time
6: update for Blooming Out. Lots of events this week, so let me get through this list. Tomorrow, August 16th at 10 a.m., we have the LGBT Aging and Caring Network Breakfast at Cloverleaf South, 325 East Winslow Road in Bloomington. And that's at 10 a.m. Our two breakfasts are always the first Wednesday and the third Friday of the month at 10 a.m. We meet at the Cloverleaf South Restaurant on Winslow at Henderson behind the IU Credit Union in a shopping center that also has Abers Pizza. Okay, what else do we have here? We have, on the 18th, the LGBT Aging and Caring Network Bimonthly Pitch-In, and that's at Spencer Pride Community Store, 17 East Franklin Street in Spencer, Indiana. And that's August 18th. 5 to 7 p.m. Um, a day before that, on August 17th, from 9 a.m. until 11.30, Tomato Tasting at the Showers Plaza for a 1 North Morton Street in Bloomington. Experience the spectrum of heirloom tomatoes the Bloomington Community's Farmer's Market has to offer. Yellow, orange, purple, green. You'll be able to taste a kaleidoscope of colors. Expand your horizons beyond the common red tomato. Tasting is free while supplies last. And finally, on August 21st, from 11 p.m. until 1 a.m. next day, so on Wednesday, Envy's open stage, Bloomington's only gender-based performance, open mic at the back door, 207 South College Avenue. Every Wednesday, sign up at 10, and the show is at 11. You can sign up by contacting Debuté via private message or by email at OpenStageBookings at gmail.com Alright, that about does it. We're listening to Summer Cannibals the song Innocent Man off of the album Tiny Engines.
4: Welcome back to Blooming Out. Um, we've got some more news for you, but this, I feel like this next one kind of e- exemplifies what we were talking about earlier. Um, so a 21-year-old 20, trans male college student was suspended from coming back to school in the fall after having top surgery on August 2nd. Yana Autry was staying with family friends this summer while his parents, who are free will Baptists, were on a missionary trip in Bulgaria. He left a note with his with the people he was staying with um, before going to the hospital the day of his surgery, but didn't specify what the surgery was for. According to Autry, when the woman he was staying with visited him after the surgery, she was very upset with him and called his parents as well as his school, Welch College, um, which is a free will Baptist institution in Gallatin, Tennessee, Uh, And later that day, Autry received an email from the vice president of student affairs at the school, John Forlines, that read, quote, Please be aware that because of the choices you have made, we will not be able to allow you to come back to the dorm. We're praying for you that the love of Christ will speak to your every need in the coming days. According to Autry, the school tried to get him to sign a a withdrawal form, saying that leaving Welch College was his decision. He refused to sign it. And this led to a hearing that took place on August 7th where the school argued that Autry was in violation of the passage in the student handbook that forbids, quote, any kind of sexual immorality, impurity, including the use of pornography and engaging in in acts of sex immorality, including premarital and extramarital relations, sexual advances, and sexual perversion in any form. Um, And Autry argued, I think, you know, with some... uh, Makes sense that uh, getting top surgery isn't actually an act of sexual per- perversion, um, but he was uh, suspended for two semesters anyway. Um, According to Autry, the school said that he could reapply after his suspension, but he doubted that they would accept him. He said, quote, you can't argue with the people who run Welch because they believe they're doing the right thing. They think their actions have no consequences and that it just works out for trans people. But when you look at the trans homeless and unemployed population and the amount of trans people that are murdered, that clearly isn't true. Autry plans to stay with a different couple while he fully recovers from surgery and then look for a job. Mm which is such a sad story. I mean, he's he's literally just trying to be more comfortable in his own skin and he gets kicked out of college for it and that completely de- derails his future. Apparently, he was like only one credit away from a a degree. Was that and right? now yeah, and now he can't finish his degree
1: uh, and that's just terrible and it is just discrimination yeah. right? it has nothing like, to do with his performance discrim- yeah. it has nothing to do with being perverted mm-hmm. um
4: it's literally or
1: pornography yeah which they put in there it has absolutely nothing to do with that nothing to
4: do with that at all and it was literally the only reason why he got suspended is that this woman called the school and was like hey he got top surgery and then th- they think that it's okay for them to make a decision about his future based on their beliefs of like that's it. So if so
1: if um a woman gets, you know, a a boob job, you know, yeah. say and enlarges her breasts I and mean, is she is immoral? she kicked out yeah. of college. It's there. It,
4: it, yeah, it's like a, I'm wondering. Definitely a double standard, but and it goes back to I mean it goes it falls under the category of like people should be able to choose what they do with their own bodies period you know and this is an institution that's trying to regulate that and trying to control that and based on their beliefs and yeah i don't know i I wish there was a way to like send this kid money or something i don't know like help but there was nothing on the on the article otherwise i would have mentioned it um but yeah it kind of makes me think about You know, what we were talking about earlier is we're just asking for basic things, basic Uh equality. Right. You know, and it's still being thrown back at us in ugly ways. Yeah. About
1: people just being able to be comfortable in
3: their own skin.
4: Yeah, is that too much to ask? Right. <laughs> like <laughs> or or Oof.
3: just, you know, people or an institution being able to step outside and, and use the excuse of being a religious institution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or i we're a private institution, mm-hmm. so we can make our own rules about who's accepted into our into our club and or uh, mm-hmm. into our university. So that's you know, well, and we have we have is. that
0: in our community too. Um, we have the Lighthouse Academy who uh, can reject kids if their parents are LGBT, or if the the kids you know they're they're young, but if they mm-hmm. came out as uh, you know trans, even right. um, mm-hmm. you you can't go to school there. Yeah, um, I had
4: friends who um, came out later on as LGBT and they went to Lighthouse and I can't even imagine like what that does to your uh, knowing that that's a rule at the place where you attend like yeah I don't
0: know that they know it's a rule I was over uh, I went to go um, uh, pick up my daughter at uh, she used to hang out at the teen space over at the library Mm -hmm. and there were a couple of teens there and uh, I said something about uh, we mentioned something about uh, you know, LGBT issues, and, and I said, "Well, something about I didn't know they were from Lighthouse, really." Uh, and they're like, "Oh, that's our place," and um, like, really? Though well, they don't, they don't accept LGBT people or people who have LGBT parents, and they're, they're like, "What? Really?" I was like, yeah, that's, and then that sparked a whole conversation. They had no clue that that was something. I mean, obviously, you know, their parents are the ones to do the admission stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it, it's kept from them, uh, so, so they don't even realize it.
4: Yeah, it's like, oh, if we just don't mention it, it won't be a problem, <clears throat> right? Not right. true. <laughs> yeah. Well. So. Should we go ahead and and move on to more positive topics? Please, okay, great. We have um, (laughs) Jennifer Vass with us, and um, we have a new episode of Just Married. So let's go ahead and listen to that. Yeah, roll
3: it.
1: Are we having technical difficulties? We are having
4: technical difficulties. Let's see. But we're trying. Would you like to give a little intro to tell you a little bit about
3: it? So these are two. Bloomington residents who have been together for uh, maybe 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they met in the 70s and uh, at a bar in Bloomington that we all knew named Bullwinkles. Oh, the best
1: <laughs> bar in the world. Aww. Disco light-up floor. Yeah, <gasps> right, yeah, right after Saturday Night Fever. Oh, my gosh.
3: And, uh, and one thing you won't hear in their story is the role of Dennis, who was the person I knew to begin with, made contact with, and his role in um, working on um, PFLAG, getting PFLAG started yeah. in Bloomington. He was very involved in... Uh, the um, AIDS support group here in town and is kind of uh, a hero in that generation so uh, I hope we can hear their story how's it looking Lucas?
0: Okay, uh, Lucas has a concerned look kind of yeah
3: <laughs> 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 okay well maybe we won't be rolling this tonight
0: <laughs> well and you said he started PFLAG I uh, here, the first yes. iteration
3: of it. Yeah, they were. He was involved with the Fox family, and Tom Fox was uh, a young man who uh, developed AIDS. You know, in that first um, generation of men, he was in Atlanta. He's a Bloomington resident, and his family lived here, and um, and they were bold enough. This family, the the parents, Doris and Bob, were bold enough to, um, when Tom died, to allow in the obituary, to insist in the obituary, that it stated that he died of AIDS. And this was early on in the epidemic when people were so fearful, and there was such a stigma. But you know, Doris and Bob felt very strongly that this was an important thing for people to know. And the phone calls started flooding in from people who, this is the first time it had been announced in an obituary. Yeah. And so they, um, they started meeting with people. And that is, that's the seed, the seed of what went on to become PFLAG and the seed of what went on to become a really um, important organization uh, to support HIV-positive people in Bloomington.
4: So we're going to take a really quick music break and try to figure these technical difficulties out, and then we'll be right back and listen to the tape, hopefully. Thanks.
5: Yes. I could just start breaking things like you do I could sing about murder, and joke about it too If I was like you Just another man who cries injustice all the time.
0: Come back. Uh, we are still experiencing technical difficulties on that, um, and it looks like it's probably not going to play.
3: Nah, it's not going to play this week. All <laughs> uh, right. No. Well, so we have a can we can talk about because there are a couple interesting pieces about yeah. it, well, about uh, how they got yeah. together. Maybe we could just and you'll come that back really with it too, won't you? Sure. But uh, you know, one thing that I thought was really interesting in their story, we talked about. Their early coming out stories Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. before they actually met. And, um, you know, each of these stories is so different Mm -hmm. because uh, what I really appreciated about their story was because it was the 70s, because of their age, when they both came out, I mean, one of them came out, he was 15 or so, and the other came out when he was about 20, I believe, to his parents. And um, both of them, they didn't grow up in the same town, but they were both from the Midwest and small towns. And both of their parents wanted them to go see psychiatrists, mm-hmm. counselors. Mm. And this was, you know, these were the ages of the times of conversion therapy where people were trying to change your sexual orientation. And well, it's still happening. It's still, <laughs> still happening. happening. And yeah. both of these guys um, had, the, had a similar experience of a very positive uh, interaction with therapists. Really, huh. Huh. where they were affirmed, really, and their parents had to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you so know that affirmation. Returned. They're they're okay. This is who you right. are. And I was so encouraged by those stories uh, because you hear the other side all the time. You don't yeah. hear about the positive interactions that you have and the way that your life is affirmed and your you know who you are is is accepted. And then uh, their parents. Um, you know, they n- nobody, re- they weren't rejected as children. They That's Both good. their parents, sets of parents wanted them to, you know, talk to a therapist. Maybe this wasn't who they are. But once they kind of came to terms with it, there was really no problem and they were both accepted. Uh, each amazing. has been accepted by the other's family. They have very close relationships with uh, with each other's family and they are just you know, living their lives in, uh, and like, like we all do, like we all want to. Yeah. <laughs> we That's all want to. With the ups and the downs and the, the boredoms and the happinesses family. and everything else, but with this, you know, guarantee of acceptance and family. And, uh, I thought that was really an important part oh, of yeah. their story. Um,
0: and especially from that time period. Yeah. I, I just haven't heard. A whole lot of that. um, Right,
3: because you don't hear those stories. And I would, if you don't mind, i also like to say something else about this story, even though you're not hearing it. uh, That one piece that I really took away from it that I thought was really moving was Dennis talked about the Supreme Court decision and how they decided to get married after the Supreme Court, uh, you know, ruled in favor of same-sex marriage and how... Devastating it would have been if the decision had gone the other way. And this is a theme that we hear uh, over and over. And Dennis talked about how important it was to hear anthony kennedy who was the swing vote and his uh, opinion and if you don't mind i would like to read the last paragraph of that opinion because it really i'm I'm actually conducting a wedding next month and i think i'm going to read this even though it's a heterosexual wedding it's important for all of us right no union is more profound than marriage for it embodies the highest ideals of love fidelity devotion sacrifice and family In forming a marital union, two people become something greater than once they were. As some of the petitioners in these cases demonstrate, marriage embodies a love that may endure even past death. It would misunderstand these men and women to say they disrespect the idea of marriage. Their plea is that they do respect it, respect it so deeply that they seek to find its fulfillment for themselves. Their hope is not to be condemned to live in loneliness, excluded from one of civilization's oldest institutions. They ask for equal dignity in the eyes of the law. The Constitution grants them that right. The judgment of the Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit is reversed. It is so ordered. That's our that's our very conservative yeah. <laughs> justice and you know marriage is is a conservative you know institution yeah well. but um you know you still have the right to be a part of it mm-hmm. and of course. i just think that um that's a beautiful beautiful paragraph that is, is absolutely beautiful and aspect. it applies to everybody
1: yeah mm-hmm. which is what i love about it
4: we were kind of talking about some of those same things with um the last episode of just married we right. had about jean and martha mm-hmm. and um how uh they kind of shied away from using words like "wife" and you know things that reminded you of the the institution of marriage as it is usually seen as right. like or as you know as they saw it as like the um the outdated version, but yeah that's it is a conservative idea but it doesn't always have to be it can mean different things to different people and it does and it yeah and just to be able to enjoy the same rights as everyone else is just yeah that that passage is really powerful just Mm -hmm. for that reason Mm -hmm. yeah
3: uh, so uh, so that was one thing that I took away. Another thing I took away from this wonderful interview with these two guys, who maybe you'll get to hear it next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully. But uh, it, it was really great. You know, they were fine. They they didn't need to be married. They didn't need to have that commitment or that piece of paper. But once it was possible, why shouldn't they? Right. Yeah. Or why shouldn't they have the same rights and, and be, you know, seen in the eyes of the world as everyone else So
0: exactly Mm -hmm. and that's so important is that it's a commitment publicly Mm -hmm. you know it's a commitment within your community within your family um and and there's something very specific and very uh human and very uh very much about the love aspect Mm -hmm. which Uh I hear all the time people talk about um uh, in a negative way uh oh those people like like uh, the college student oh this is about sexual immorality yeah and they they don't seem to be able to get past that yeah to understand that really it's about love right, right? it's about right. love for someone the 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 physicality of that is is essentially immaterial it's yeah. about the connection that we have and um
3: and, and, and when, when one thing that you were talking about earlier about how why have have these laws not been ratified to protect you know these these national laws to protect yeah. LGBTQI rights, um, and yet if you look at this and why has mar- why did marriage equality get through, whereas other things haven't, and it's it's a stepping stone, you know, it's not the be all and end all, but right. it is an example of uh, of a right that can be considered a global right for and where everyone is recognized around the world you know what that means Mm -hmm. exactly and it's universal uh, and so it's you know it's not for everybody not saying that's the most important thing in people's lives but it is one of those you know important fundamental rights that I think has come to 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 symbolize you know Broader rights as well, so mm-hmm. maybe it's that example can be used for for the next fight. Exactly, yeah, and that's an excellent point.
1: <laughs> and it isn't for everybody, and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But everybody should have the right to have that opportunity
3: mm-hmm. and
1: mm-hmm. to have their love publicly recognized.
3: And when you think I about that, that fight and how that happened, um, it was it was really states. It was state yes. by state. Yeah. Until it, state it got state, so. to this right. kind of you know critical mass and then kaboom. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe it will happen with other things as well. Okay. Yeah, so Hopefully.
1: It just gets so discouraging and I'm mm-hmm. getting impatient. <laughs> but it's nice to, to know that
4: that that position was taken by a conservative justice, right? Yeah. Yes. So you know, people can think um more broadly than uh, mm-hmm party lines people you know. are
1: they can't evolve yeah and mm-hmm. just like you were talking about um, these two men's parents they evolved in their viewpoint mm-hmm. uh, you know.
3: and that's a common theme too in these interviews yeah. you know eventually parents want to have their children in their lives and they I would want. hope so yeah. and uh, so things mm-hmm. things do change there's hope
0: well and and I think people recognize that it's not the other we've, we've been told we used to watch those films you know and Uh, you're in grade school and stranger danger but they also had ones about you know uh gay men prowling the streets and how dangerous they were and uh um when people actually see people that they they might not uh, that they might have uh, uh poor opinions of and realize that okay those that's propaganda um the truth those is, are my neighbors, those you are my neighbors. Neighbors. <laughs> those, are, those are the good people. My that, family uh, members, you know, so they yeah. cut down my limbs
3: for me. When I right. love these people, <laughs>
0: you know, I understand who they are. They are just like, in many aspects, they're just like me. So, but we are out of time, and um, uh, apart from the technical difficulties. Uh, uh, we made it to the end. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jennifer, for being here today. And thanks to all of our listeners and volunteers who make this possible.
1: Blooming Out is produced by Frankie Presloff, Ireland Meacham, and Melanie Davis. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Korea Greenberg. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson.
0: I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Ireland Meacham. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from our Blooming Out family.
2: You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ+, news, and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at wfhb.org. Comments and suggestions
1: for future topics or guests can be sent to bloomingout at wfhb.org.
2: That is bloomingout at wfhb.org. And thank you for listening. Remember this is what I'm
4: about Gotta stand up and I gotta be proud And I gotta remember this is what I'm about And what about Being a girl How no, could I mind it And what about being queer well,
5: I really really like it.